0: Welcome back to Work Bestie, the podcast where we talk about everything you would discuss with your work best friend, a guide for 20 and 30 something year old females trying to figure it out and do the best they can. Hey everybody, how are you? I hope you're well. It has been a minute and I'm going to let that be okay. Um, This is, you know, it's so funny. I feel like maybe it's just a me thing, but... Hold myself sometimes this like crazy standard, no grace, got to do everything all the time. And this podcast is supposed to be fun and encouraging. And I am going to tell myself the same things that I tell y'all about being kind and patient and gentle with yourself. And to be totally honest, I haven't really felt like I've had much to say recently. And I think pretty much every day about recording an episode and talking about something. And I have just felt really mentally overwhelmed by it for some reason. Um, But I'm getting more organized. When I have an idea about a topic, I'm going to write it down and just kind of provide myself with more structure. I wonder if I have ADHD like 83% of the time. Um, But yeah, so I'm happy to be talking with you. And I want to talk about assuming positive intent. I think that's something that I've been really, really, really trying to implement in like every part of my life, whether it's work, boyfriend, partner, friendships, person at the grocery store, person driving. It can literally apply to any single person that you interact with on any level. Assuming positive intent. So for example, at the job I'm doing now, if you're new here, I'm working as a travel social worker right now. So I'm doing a 13-week contract. And the way my hospital that I'm at right now does it is I work Tuesday through Friday. And then someone works Saturday, Sunday, Monday. So I've never met her, obviously, because we work on different days. But, you know, anytime you're in a job where you leave work and then someone else kinda like picks it up. Not necessarily like project based or things like that, but like obviously I obviously have patients who can't just like wait for me to come back on Tuesday. Like things have to keep going. So sometimes I feel like I come in on Tuesday and I'm like, oh well, all this stuff feels like it wasn't done and what did she even do all weekend? And gosh, I feel like I'm like doing all this stuff. And that hurts no one but me. You know, like that perspective is not helpful or productive. It doesn't move me closer. It doesn't make me feel any better. It doesn't hurt her feelings. She doesn't know, and it doesn't hold her accountable. It's just, it's not a growth or encouraging mindset. Or it's not moving me in a direction where I feel more peaceful. I think is a measure that I'm using a lot. Like do I feel peace? Do I feel secure? And that perspective where it's like, it could apply to your partner, say you're on different shifts or they were home and the dishes aren't done. And you're like, they couldn't just get this one thing done. And we, when we assume positive intent, so assume positive intent, when you kind of break that down, what do you think of when you say assume positive intent? I think of a synonym as like giving someone the benefit of the doubt. Assuming that people are doing the best they can with what they know and what they have. So, for example, my work person, a lot of quote-unquote work we do isn't able to be like seen in the patient's chart or things like that. Like there's so many pieces in the air and twirling a lot of plates And just being like, oh, I bet she was really busy. I bet a lot of stuff came up. I bet this. I bet that. Assuming that she's doing the best she can just has allowed my perspective to be so much lighter and freer. Assuming that my partner didn't not do the dishes on purpose to annoy me or to give me more work. Assuming maybe his parents called and he got to talk with them for an hour. Maybe this, maybe that. Maybe he ran to the grocery store and maybe he got to meet up with a friend and they grabbed lunch. I think when we are in such a defensive outlook and we're like, they didn't do this, they didn't do that. It's so not healthy. It's just, it's kind of malignant and it's so easy to fall into that. It takes so much intention and reframing to make us think in this way. And to be totally honest, it's probably a coping skill because it allows us to, you know, be able to manage all the work we have. And if we're mad at someone else, it doesn't make the work go away. It doesn't make things any easier and it doesn't really change anything. Like if they're gone and not there, and we're not having a discussion about it in that work situation, like it doesn't change anything so another example is I'm a server as well so you know if something comes out wrong or the wrong glass of wine or whatever as a patron being like oh I bet she's super busy or distracted or maybe something's going on or whatever and just being like hey I got the wrong glass of wine or if something comes out wrong If you've never worked in the service industry, there are so many steps to make things happen. It could be the server put it in wrong. It could be the kitchen made it wrong. The person brought it to the wrong table. The food runner. Like, there's so many points where things could go wrong. And this is just a personal pet peeve. But if you let, like, an innocent mistake like that, where it's, like, very fixable, like, everything is fixable in the restaurant industry you can send something back we can take something off of your bill like but you have to tell us about it and being kind is really helpful but like not tipping based on that is just like really one of my pet peeves so if I'm not getting the service I want like we went out to dinner the other night and we ordered um chicken like tenders and I got mac and cheese And she brought out French fries. And we're like, that's kind of weird. I was like, we'll eat them because you brought them. But we ordered macaroni, cheese, and chicken tenders. She was like, okay, let me go look. She came back and did not have that in the computer. We were super hungry. But it doesn't matter. It's fine. She made a mistake. She probably felt like her tip was going to be impacted. And I always over tip, quote unquote, more than 20%. And it's just maybe her family member's sick in the hospital. Maybe she has a lot on her mind. Maybe someone called out. I know this particular restaurant, someone who works for them died last week unexpectedly. There's just a lot going on. And assuming positive intent is such a mind shift and a reframe, and it takes consistency to master it, it's kind of become my reflex. If I become annoyed about something, if, if, you know... I don't get to catch up with my partner or whatever. I'm sure he's really busy at work. I'm sure he would call me if he wanted to. I know he loves me. If my parents don't check in with me, oh, I'm sure they just forgot or they had a really busy day. Um, If someone doesn't invite me to something, it's like, oh, maybe they just forgot about me. Um, And then me reaching out and, you know, just doing something, like checking in, nothing attacking or anything like that, just... Letting them know, I'm thinking about you, I hope you're well. And if you really feel like it, you could say something like, Hey, just like kind of hurt my feelings. I'm sure it wasn't intentional. But if it was, hopefully we could talk about it. Because that's being a all and having hard conversations. And assuming positive intent can just be such a mind shift. And I think it's also giving out into the world what you want back. I want people to assume positive intent for me as well. I don't really can't think of situations where I do anything maliciously or poorly. And Shockley and I talk about this all the time. My boyfriend, we talk about intent. He thinks intent matters a lot. This is something we just have different perspectives on. He thinks intent matters a ton. Like if someone didn't mean to do something on purpose, then it's fine. Well, I kind of have the perspective where like intent is a factor but something can still hurt my feelings and that can still be valid even if they didn't do it intentionally and the person who did something even if it's not intentional there's still room for behavior modification or adjustment or apologies things like that so for example let's say I really love white roses And my partner buys me sunflowers. And he, like I've told him many times that I like white roses. I'm like, he just isn't paying attention. He doesn't like care about me. I feel this, I feel that. And he just didn't do it on purpose. He didn't do it to be mean. He just wasn't paying attention. They didn't have white roses. Whatever it is, me assuming the positive intent just allows me to be grateful and express gratitude. But for him, it can still hurt my feelings if it's not me feeling like he's paying attention to the details. It doesn't just completely abstain him from everything, depending on the situation. I don't know if this makes sense, this example, really. Um, there's lots of examples you could probably think of where someone might not have intended something but it still hurt your feelings or made you feel a certain way about something. And there was still room for them to adjust their behavior. I think any time where you can slow down, take a second, reset your brain. And like I said, it takes intention and discipline, so much self-discipline, for that to kind of switch into your first reaction. And it's kind of like lying to yourself a little bit at first. Like, let's say my coworker, if I'm like, oh, she's so annoying. She never does this. If that's what my go-to all the time, that's like what our neural pathways are accustomed to. Those are the tracks we've built. So to readjust that and reframe takes a lot of focus. Maybe she was really busy. Maybe she was really busy. And even if it is kind of lying to ourselves, like maybe she does suck. And maybe she is not doing things. Maybe she is lazy or whatever. Me maintaining a positive perspective just relieves me of all the pressure and anger and like I just think of a teapot like going off, steaming, making that loud sound, like the hissing sound because I don't have that pressure or that weight on me of worrying about her what she's doing blah blah blah. Just worry about myself. All I can control is my perspective. What am I control over? I'm in control of my perspective, my thoughts, my framing of what I'm thinking and how I act and how I carry myself and the work that I put in, etc. Me worrying about her, the reasons behind all this stuff. It's so easy to get caught up in all that. I feel like it's like a tumbleweed or a hamster wheel, like it can move you so quickly and get messy and dirty and staying in our lane, focusing on ourselves. It just feels like such the mature thing to do. There's always time for addressing things. There can always be a time and a place for, but it's picking your battles as well. So I think assuming positive intent and picking your battles kind of go hand in hand. And I hope, this is helping someone, because for me, it's just such, it's been so difficult, and it's been something I've really worked at, and, but I really do feel like it's helped me a lot, and changed my perspective a lot, and just made me feel lighter, and like I said earlier, peace, and security, and lightness, and freedom is just really what I hope for and aspire to in any small ways or mental perspectives or coping mechanisms that I can do to get myself closer to that just creates more space for other things because in my my mental image of anger and haste and all that is just so narrow and when I think of giving grace and extending positive intent and all of these things I just envision an expanse space perspective um and just openness and freedom and I want more freedom in my life I don't know about you more perspective and I also just want people to extend that to me too so if we give an example of assuming positive intent extending grace it just will come back to us and it shows other people what's possible because it is so much easier to be this person did this. This person did that. Negative, negative, negative. And I think sometimes we don't realize it until we're around it and observing it in someone else. Because I don't know about y'all, but sometimes I've been around people and all they do is complain. I've been that person too. And you don't realize it until someone mentions it. Like, man, this seems to be really upsetting you or this person's so negative all the time. And then once it's been, it was brought to my attention, I was like, dang, I really am kind of not having the best perspective, what can I do to shift that? And then once you notice it, it's been it was so hard for me to not do the opposite and not give positive intent and try to reframe because I was so sucked into my negative perspective. Negative is always default easier, I feel like. Negative is always a path of least resistance. It requires the least brain function and attention and discipline. It's so easy to default to that. But when you retrain your brain and your habits it's just so much more life-giving to instead of negative thought to be you can have an initial like negative thoughts like a ping pong ball like that first bounce negative thought but then bounce to a positive reframe and a reframe is like I don't know what an example is like I'm late in traffic I'm so stressed I'm late to work the traffic was terrible I'm so annoyed Being like, I'm really thankful that I have a car and I wasn't in a car accident and I don't know why the traffic was bad, but I believe that I'm like in the right place at the right time. That can be a reframe. And isn't that so much lighter going into a day where that's your perspective, gratitude, grateful. And it doesn't have to be this like long gratitude journal, 15 things I'm grateful for every day at 7am. It can be just those immediate thoughts, switching it from negative negative to positive this is so annoying I can't believe I'm in traffic you can think that for a second you can't really control your like first immediate initial thought but like a ping pong ball bad thought negative thought we don't bad and negative aren't necessarily mutually exclusive like just a negative thought doesn't have to be bad but um just as quickly as a ping pong ball bounces back be able to practice shifting your perspective. You don't have to be perfect at it all the time. I don't want you to feel shameful about having the negative thoughts now that maybe you're realizing it or realizing maybe you have a cycle of negative perspective or always kind of assuming the worst in people. That's natural. That's the default. Trust me. That is probably how most people are unless they've been very intentional about kind of focusing on this because it requires so much work Y'all, I've been working on this for, like, years. Ever since I've been in therapy, it's something I've worked on, assuming positive intent. If someone doesn't text you back, maybe they're really busy. Maybe something happened. Maybe their phone's broken. Instead of, like, I can't believe Susie didn't text me back. She's the worst. She must hate me. I feel steady when I assume positive intent. And even if there is a hard conversation on the other side of that, maybe Susie is kind of ignoring me. But at least I'm not going in defensive to a conversation. I'm going in, hopefully, with more understanding and gratitude and grace. And just everybody, I feel like that approach is just more likely to result in positive outcomes. Because there's less defensiveness, less volatility, like anger, pent-up, pressure, because you're just going in with a more open mind, assuming the best. Because I I just think there's so much to be gleaned from that. And this could... I hope some this is sparking something in you to have maybe more of a conversation or notice people where you always assume the negative. Always assume this, you know, oh, she never does her job. Oh, uh, that person's lazy. Nothing's ever done on time. Uh, they never give me a call. They must hate me. Maybe there's something else going on. And maybe that's just my social work perspective coming in and as someone who's been in therapy and whose life and perspective and ability to sift through immediate feelings and all of that has been totally transformed by therapy, I just think this little, this little habit to notice can really be a simple, simple doesn't mean easy, but a simple step to take to kind of transform some thoughts and perspectives and to really create a huge shift. You know, like tectonic plates don't have to move that much to have a big impact. So just a small shift can really create a big impact. So my hope for you is that just kind of being aware of this and thinking about it will give you the opportunity to have more chances to give people the benefit of the doubt. People, situations, circumstances. And as always, if you liked what we talked about, subscribe, leave a review, comment on the Instagram. I love having conversations with y'all. And thank you for being gracious with me. Assuming positive intent extending grace, and I will do the same for you. Have a good night.